0: Welcome to Mindless Digital, where we talk about stuff, have fun, and nothing ever gets done. Enjoy.
1: You ready? I think so. Let's do it. Are you sure? Not really, but let's do it anyway. Okay. All right. Ready for
0: another episode of uh, Mindless Digital? This is Dave. And this week on this episode, you see how excited I sound? It's because I have El Tejano from Down Under. Did I get that right?
1: I think so. El Tejano Down Under. Oh, What's El Tejano on?
0: Down Under. There we go. What's up, Cuauhtemoc?
1: I'm all right. Just chilling. You know, so, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon here in Australia. How are you going? Yeah, I'm right, me. How are you going?
0: <laughs> I got that from your last, <laughs> from your last episode of uh, some of the things that you hate about uh, Australia. So, a little backstory. Um, yeah, that
1: one was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, a little backstory for, for the listeners here. So, my guest this week is, is my nephew, Guatemoc Nunez, and uh, he and his family moved to Australia. Melbourne or outside of Melbourne, correct?
1: Uh well technically it's still Melbourne. It's so still Melbourne. No, Melbourne? no one really okay. knows the
0: suburb we live in, so we just say Melbourne. Melbourne. Okay. So so they're in uh Australia and uh earlier I had uh podcasted with his younger brother and then he was supposed to start a podcast and he's still dragging his feet. I think he's chasing girls or something. And and then <laughs> Uh, my other nephew, Kwakdemok his older brother, um, decided, well, you know what? I'm going to start my podcast, which you have, and you're on how many episodes now?
1: I think I'm up to like 11 now.
0: 11. You broke the 10. You know, some podcasts yeah, don't so. even get to up to 10.
1: Oh, dang. So I made it. I you made it. The, uh, yeah, well, the thing about is it, the it 27 is people, Club?
0: yeah people don't understand how difficult it is to podcast and put one together. So it's not just about starting... You know, a talk show and just talking. I mean, because some people can, but there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that goes with it. For example, with you, you have had guests, so you got to coordinate and schedule guests. And like it's happened to us, we were supposed to record last week, and I wasn't able to on Friday. And then you were too busy with your buddies on Saturday, hanging out, and well, we got drink, eating fajitas, and drinking mezcal or whatever it was and listening to reggaeton like all good Mexicans do. <laughs> and uh Oh yeah,
1: you know, Mexican restaurants <laughs> they go off. They go off in Australia, so. Yeah.
0: And so here we are again this this week trying it. And uh we almost didn't make it because I had some of my my uh my equipment was moved around unbeknownst to me and I was panicking. I was like shit, I don't have everything. And then, so we're having some technical difficulties with, uh, you know, getting the sound together, but we, we, we discovered a workaround, so we're good. So, so that, that's, that's, that's where we're at. So I decided that I wanted to have him on my podcast. And so that's where we are today. So, um, what's it, uh, what's it, so what's it feel like having your own podcast and, and
1: having to put that together? It's actually pretty crazy. It's like, I I know it wasn't going to be easy, uh, but from the beginning, you know, it was just that general idea of, well, how am I going to do this? Or, well, how do I get started? Or, you know, what am I going to talk about? Because I found out the hard way that it's not easy to talk to myself. And it's actually really complicated, you know, because I, I go on, I have so many ideas in my head, but I can never really like let them out. But then I realized that as soon as I let them out, they just keep flowing, and then I sort of have to build a structure, and then I have to you know keep the audience enticed, but at the same time, I want to stay real, you know what I'm saying like it's 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 a whole like process, and then editing, having to listen to my podcast five thousand times and just getting it out there, and then a whole other thing is when you go on Instagram and you gotta market it or not market it, but like advertise yeah promote and and promote it, yeah, that's the one. And so that's really the hard part is promoting it and getting it out there. Yeah,
0: because just because you're doing a podcast and you put it out on, on Anchor or wherever it is that your your podcast ends up, iTunes, um, people aren't going to listen if they don't know you have one, and and you have to push it, and it gets kind of, you have to you have to really really market it to your your friends and 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 your family members and whoever you think might want to listen to it. And little by little, because it doesn't usually happen overnight unless you're like a superstar or, you know, like, you know, an actor or a musician or something like that um, that has thousands and thousands and millions of people following. When you're just a regular person, it's like, hey, you know, I have these ideas, I have these thoughts, I want to get them out and get them recorded. You know, when you have 200 followers on Instagram, uh, you may get 10% of those people to listen to your podcast so yeah yeah it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult struggle to start with but when you start it and then you get it out there and you get into a rhythm then it's it gets to be easier because once you've figured out what it is that you have to do then then you're good I'll Turn turned my phone this way though i wasn't you weren't <laughs> seeing me and It's like I just realized. It's like, oh, he can't see me.
1: Yeah, I was like looking at the at your little hairs, and I was like, Oh my hair. This is what I gotta work with. (laughs) At my little little... piece up on top. Yeah.
0: So, um, er, well, when you first started your podcast, you were still on lockdown there in, uh, in Melbourne, and now yeah, so you're back to the grind. So how how
1: different has it been for you? Well, when I was in lockdown, it was a lot easier. To make the podcast because it was like all right i got all this time in the world and i have all this time to edit and all this time to go back and do research and everything but now that i'm back at work it's like oh shit! it's like i don't have that much time anymore and then when i do find the time i'm really tired from working because you know i'm a barber so and everybody else was locked away when i was locked up and i couldn't work so literally there was a good four weeks where it was just everybody and their dog wanted a freaking haircut like we were just booked from beginning of the day to the end of the day and we were literally trying to fit people in and everything and then I would come home and I'd be like fuck my back hurts my back is just killing me and I had no motivation at all to do a podcast I was like no this is nothing I want to do right now it's like I and I went from not talking at all to talking all day and oh my goodness talking so much is so exhausting Like, I didn't realize how much, how bad it was. I was like, oh. And you talk about the same stuff all the time for each client. It's like, oh, what'd you get up to in lockdown? Or, oh, what'd you do? Oh, you're working from home. Oh, that sounds like fun. It's like, bro, how long have you been doing that for? I know what they're going to say already. And so I would just have have to go through the rhythm in that sense. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, well, I guess I signed up for this. And so I got to do it. But, you know, I'm not really there. Or it's weird because I like cutting hair, but... You know, the people side of me is not the easiest part for me, you know, because I'm in contact with so many people every day and I got to not so much sort of like kiss their ass or anything, but I got to sort of cater to how they want to how they want to talk or whatever. And so it's not really that hard, but there's some people that just don't like to talk. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it's hard to be an antisocial barber yeah, because literally half of the time you're just there talking shit. And so I've almost mastered the skill but at the same time there's still like some people that are hard to crack.
0: Yeah, the old, you but, know, the old school barbers or barbershops I should say, like back in the day, that's where people would go just to hang out sometimes and catch up on all their gossip and the news uh around town, you know, cuz I remember where where I grew up in Wharton, there was a barbershop and it was downtown. And Wharton's only like 9,000 people. So, I <laughs> mean, everybody knows everybody everybody knows each other's business so uh i remember going in as a kid with my dad or my grandfather and um all the old people were sitting around some of them had already gotten a haircut and they were still sitting there and talking and it was like that's that's what they do they just kind of catch up with everything and so it was it was it was a place where you got your your hair cut and, you know, you got your beard trimmed, your mustache, and, you know, the guys went and took care of themselves, and then they socialized, you know, before and after. And so we kind of got away with that, or away from that, when all these salons started coming in, like super cuts and all that, and now barbershops are the thing, and, and like, I when I got my hair cut yesterday, as soon as I walked in, the guy that I, that, I was sitting, or you know, was going to get my hair cut with. He actually is the owner of the barbershop, and uh, he says, "Hey man, grab you something to drink. Everything's on the house as always." And of course, he's got water. He's got sodas. He got juice and beer, and and he'll even tell you. He goes, "Hey man, try try this so and so. Try the Shanner, uh Christmas Cheer. It's, it's really good." And so you know, it's that's another way of 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 you know finding things out, getting your information, socializing. So. I can can imagine having the same conversation with, what, how many, 30 clients a day?
1: At least. (laughs) At least.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, how long you been a barber now? I've been
1: cutting hair for over three years now. Three years.
0: What's your worst barber story?
1: Oh, shit. I got to think now. Oh, man. It was actually a buzz cut. A buzz cut was my worst barber story. I'll tell you what, I know a lot of guys, they like, or they don't really take care of themselves. And I can tell by how dirty their hair is. Now, this guy, he always got a buzz cut. And I, I could tell because he just never washed his hair. And literally, I go to sort of just comb it out, see how it was. You know, like every haircut, I comb it out. Just in case. And literally, I didn't even have to take the comb to his head. I literally just, like, tapped it with the comb. And all this, like, white stuff started coming out. And there was, like, this yellow dandruff and all kinds of stuff. And I was, like, immediately, like, I was, like, almost wanted to throw up just right there. I was, like, oh, shit. And literally, like, I cut this guy's hair and my clippers were. It was freaking. I swear, man, freaking. Pablo Escobar would have been there if he could. Just taking all the, the white powder out.
2: And it was literally
1: freaking... I was like, oh my God, it's Christmas up in here because it's snowing. It's snowing. <laughs> Is he still a client of yours? No, it was just a random guy that came in. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. yeah, so he I a, don't want that guy as a client. He wasn't a regular. He just kind of was passing through.
1: Pretty much. But yeah, that was like the nastiest thing I've ever seen, like hair-wise. Yeah. Uh, clients, though, I get some funny guys that come in. I remember there was always this, um, he had to been like Eastern European. I don't know where he was from, but he talked like this and, uh, hello, how are you? And uh, just, I cut my own hair and I just want you to cut the back, please. And literally, he, he always come in with the mullet because he would cut his own hair at home. And he would say, can you just clean up the back? Just clean up the back. And literally, it was like two little hairs that I would just have to chop up and I would charge him 40 bucks for that. Wow. Yeah. Now, because that... I would have to take. Take out the scissors and go through the whole motion right. of cleaning it up, and I would charge him forty bucks for that.
0: Did you ever have to fix any of his stuff?
1: Well, sometimes I did. Like a couple times, he, he like went too short on one side. He's like, yeah. "Oh, can you fix it for me?" And I was like, "Yeah, all right, whatever." And he would always say, "Oh, don't charge me too much. I'm am a pensioner," so which is like the uh, or his uh, social security basically. You right, know? right. But the funny thing is, he would always tell me when he like when we were talking, he'd be like, "Oh." I won this much on the horse races. I, I spend most of my time at the at the horse racing place. And I'm like, hmm, okay. So you don't want me to charge you too much, but you're spending your money gambling. All right. Hey, he's got Fair priorities. <laughs> and so he would always come and he would always smell like BO, like straight up all the time. All the time. I could tell he hadn't been home in like three days. <laughs> he's on a binger. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And it was like a 50-year-old dude, 60-year-old. So I was like, man, he's living his best life. Wow.
0: Um, You you know, three years in, almost four, you're still relatively young. Uh, Of course, you went through a a training
1: phase, right? How long was your training? Uh, So my training, I did it like a year and a half. So here in Australia, they do an apprenticeship. And so uh, luckily, uh, because before they used to have to do hairdressing, so everybody would have to study hairdressing, then specialize in barbering. Mm-hmm. And so in the recent years, they split it. And so luckily, I got my certificate in just barbering. So I could just study just in the barbershop, like sort of men's hair. Or not even, Now you can't just say men's hair because you have to say shorter hair. Right. Now to, to cater for everybody, you know, I don't just cut men's hair. I can cut ladies hair too. But I prefer to cut sort of shorter men's haircuts. You know, I do some longer hair stuff but you know i'm slow to getting into it yeah but the training yeah the apprenticeship was a year and a half for me so anybody can do it however fast or slow they want to and so i know guys that do it for 2 3 years but i was pretty switched on and i enjoyed it so i said shit i'm gonna do this as fast as i can so i can start getting paid
0: yeah 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 so tell me about your first oops <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know there was one, right? There's got to be at least... There was well, There, there was, was one. I'm sure there was more than one. But there was you, a you few. Do you remember your
1: first one? But I do remember the first one. I do remember very, very, very clearly. It was uh, It was actually in barber school, which was lucky. And um, so I was doing like a short back and sides. So it's like a number two, the back and sides. And he just wanted a bit off the top. But uh, I don't know what happened or what I was thinking, but so I normally have my regular barber comb, which I use my clipper comb, which is a bigger comb that I can go clipper over comb with, right? With no guard on. For some reason, I thought, oh, I can just probably use the smaller comb, and I'll check it out just to do it, get this little spot real quick with my clipper, and mind you, the clipper doesn't have a guard on, so it's just zero, right? Zero on the clipper, and I grab this comb. And I literally zoned out for like a millisecond. It wasn't even a full second, literally a millisecond. And I just moved the comb too quickly. And I go on the side of this guy's head. (laughs) And it was like so high, like really like almost as almost up to the like past the temple almost like just on top of the temple. And so I was like, oh, shit. So no guard, no comb. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Literally, it was just a, a patch. It was just a patch. And so, look, luckily the guy, he was a regular there at the barber school. Yeah. And he always says, I'll do whatever you want. And so, luckily, this is one of the instances where someone actually says, do whatever you want. <laughs> and as long as it looks good. Because, look, we get so many people that come in. They're like, they sit in the chair and they said, oh, how can I help you today? He was like, just a haircut. And I'm like, okay, what do you want me to cut? Like, there's so much <laughs> stuff I can do. And sometimes when I when I can tell they're trying to be a smart ass, I'll be like, "All right, let's go zero all over." And they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa." Well, maybe just the one in on the, the back and side just a little bit off the top. It's like, "There we go. That's yeah. it." Yeah. That's it. But no, I ended up having to do a skin fade on that guy, the one who who I messed up. Yeah. And it looked okay, you know, luckily it uh it wasn't too high where it would just like have to shave it all off, but it was enough to to sort of fix it out. And so I got lucky on that one. Yeah,
0: I, I know what you mean when, when they sit in the chair and they just say the haircut because being in the medical field and, and I, I'm sure this is this is true of a lot of different fields. Um, being in the medical field when you have a patient, you ask them, all right, so it, this is a typical answer. It's like, you know, you try to get some history. So you try to figure out what's bothering them, what's hurting them, because you know that they're there for a reason. And you ask these questions, and even though they may have been already answered those questions at the doctor's office and on paperwork and everything, they get tired of it. Um, But you still have to ask them because not all that information always translates to uh, or reaches us, I should say. We don't always get that. So I have to have some kind of a history so that I can send it to the radiologist along with the films because I'll write that information down. I'll send the films or the images over, and then they do a review or do a report. And they always want to know so, what happened to this patient? Did they fall? You know, or do they have a history of cancer? Is this what they're looking for? Whatever, you know. And so, the typical question is like, so what brings you in today? Why are, why are you here for the MRI? It's like, my doctor sent me. It's like, okay, so if the doctor sent you to go kiss somebody's ass, would you go do it? Come on, man. Give, help me out here. <laughs> so then you got you have all these stock questions that you got to ask him. It's like, all right, we're doing MRI of your lower back. So it's like your back hurting. Is it hurting on the right side, left side? Are your legs hurting? You know, stuff like that. It's like, you got to pull the information out of them. You got to, you got to pull teeth. You know, it's like being a freaking dentist. It's like, tell me, tell me what, what's wrong with you, you know? <laughs> and, and, and it's like, oh, my doctor sent me or it's like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm here. Uh, some people literally don't know why they're there. It's like their doctor <laughs> tells them that they're going to have an MRI and they're said, Hey, we're looking for something and they don't pay attention. And okay. Okay. It's like, dude, <laughs> nowadays you can't be a consumer and not be educated. You got to know why you're having that done because just cause your doctor said so doesn't mean you have to do it. Doesn't mean you need it. You got to question him. You got to, you know, ask those 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 questions. You got to be informed. I know it's a little bit different from you. It's just a simple haircut, Dave. But still, it's just you know coming in on the unknown. So I I get you on that. As far as them oh, just oh just just want a haircut. Yeah, I would do the same thing too. I'm be a ass. It's like all right, we're, gonna, we're going bald all the way, right? We're gonna shine that baby <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> it's not so, it's not just a simple haircut. No, yeah. There's a whole process to it. There's a whole process and a whole understanding that i have to go through you know it's like doing all these equations in my head but like all right will this work on this guy or Will this not is his hair thin enough or is it thick enough where it's gonna uh look right in the end and so yeah it's a you know there's so many different basis. factors
0: yeah what's that i said it's a case-by-case case basis you know pretty not much every, not every style looks good on on
1: everybody yeah it's true because i have to tell so many guys like you know it's funny because i get so many pictures of david beckham Freaking George Clooney, yeah, and I'm like, oh my god! And then when you get the Asian guy giving you a picture of freaking Chris Pratt or something, it's like, man, I can't do that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, bro. It's not gonna look the same. (laughs) I can get, I can get you close. It's like, man, I. It's like, all right. So you know, it's not gonna look exactly like that, but I can do something very similar. (laughs) <laughs> and they just I just have to tell people that you know I just sit them down and just look them straight in the eye they give you give a George, them that dead serious look and be like look you yeah. they give you can't a, do that man they give you a
0: picture of George Clooney and it's like, well, I can't do that, but I can do J- Jackie Chan <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the jet Li yeah <laughs> oh that's funny that's funny yeah i can i can imagine that i i I, uh, I i see that i when I go in it's like all right what are we doing today?" like, I don't know just make me pretty <laughs> <laughs> you see no. it's funny
1: with regular clients but with someone yeah. I've never cut before yeah then uh, I have to pull teeth like you're saying I know. It's, it's like dude, it's, you really make,
0: you get really gonna make me figure this out come on man just tell me what you want, <laughs> you want short, it's like you, you begin long? your
1: haircut for so long you're how old are you man it's like come on dude you have to know by now at least like something yeah. that you would tell the the hairdresser or the barber that that would be cutting your hair. It's like, come on, you can't be that dumb.
0: Yeah, they probably had the same haircut since they were like five, six, seven years old. Probably. Their mom always has (laughs) to tell them, (laughs) tell the barber how to cut it. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. All right. So uh, I was looking at your, um, because earlier we were talking about you starting your podcast and then the difference of having a guest and doing your own so doing your own getting 15 20 minutes 30 minutes is not easy right that shit's hard it is because <laughs> you you want to start talking and then it's like you're not getting any feedback and that's what usually keeps a conversation going or a topic going is when you have somebody else one person two people and and you have a conversation going so i i noticed i was looking I was looking at your episodes and I was noting that the, the episodes range in time frame as to how long they were. But I also noticed you had one particular guest and that episode went like two freaking hours. <laughs>
1: Why was that? Oh, uh, just because, you know, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> was she a special guest or something? I mean, I guess. She's a friend of mine. So, oh, you know, okay. I hadn't talked to her in a long time. So, you know, How do you, How there do you was know a lot her? of stuff. Um. So she's she lives in a different city in Australia. Yeah. And she's here for basically the same reason we are, oh, okay. you know, like on mission with the church. Yeah. And so because of the fact that we're both Mexican, you know, we just click like that. And so and her whole family and stuff. And so we went to Christmas with them one time and uh, i figured oh this would be a good guest and i wanted to um what's it called i wanted to sort of get the dynamics in there too because i noticed that at when i first started the podcast it was like 70 percent male or 80 percent male i said i need some more female listeners so i need to bring a girl ah, onto the okay. show
0: you're 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 working on your
1: demographics i got you yeah there you go thinking, That's the ahead. thinking ahead all business yeah. like
0: here here i thought it was a personal thing and it and you, you're trying to make it all about the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but it was both. It was both. Don't get me wrong. Like,
0: <laughs> uh, And then you have your sister on.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That was a train wreck, man. Uh, how, how many listeners did you lose? <laughs> <laughs> too many. Too many. Uh, I, I think I'm canceled already. No, nah, she did good. She did good. I'm looking
0: forward to part two.
1: Yeah, well, that'll be in a couple of weeks. Okay. Because now she ha- she thinks she's all famous now, and so yeah, you know, she's <laughs> gotta let her cool down. She's po- She's 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 podcast famous. Basically, she thinks so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. What are you drinking? You drinking anything?
1: I'm drinking water. Oh. Oh wait. Yeah. What time is it there? Well, it's only twelve thirty nine in the afternoon, so it's oh, okay. Noon. So it's
0: it's just it's just the afternoon. It's, uh, what time is it here? It's, um, 8? What is it? Hang on. Yesterday we were talking, it's a 17-hour difference. So, yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah, 7.39 here. So, it's, uh, Uh, but but you're on Sunday time. time. You're Sunday, right?
1: Yeah, it's Sunday over here. Sunday morning.
0: Sunday afternoon. So, I'm drinking some, I'm, I'm drinking some, uh, some, basil hayden bourbon whiskey
1: okay that's interesting
0: it's good it's really good i recommend i've gotten into some drinking some bourbon and stuff and uh uh actually your cousin isai told me about this stuff
1: oh really okay
0: yeah and i think it's gotten popular now because when i first bought it the bottle the i guess it's a 750 the ml bottle it was like, oh, yeah. uh, it was like $27 a bottle and I went and bought one today and it had po- jumped up to 36. So Ooh, damn. yeah, it, but it's really smooth. It's nice.
1: Yeah. I'm not a big fan of bourbon to be honest. I had a very bad experience once with bourbon. Oh yeah. Tell me about that, that. That just, oh man, I don't know. I think I was staying over at a friend's house or something and cause it was a party. I think it might've been like a 18th or something. Yeah. I what call that? this
0: part the drunk diaries.
1: <laughs> Welcome back guys. We're here for another episode of the Drunk Diaries. Yeah. And it's you this... have your guest, at the Hondo Down Under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was a bottle of Jim Beam. I remember buying it from Land. it's one of the places here they have. And I don't know, I was still I I had a I was I was barely eighteen at that time, so and For all the American people, 18, I'm legally allowed to purchase alcohol in Australia. Yeah. So, um, literally, I saw the Jim Beam bottle. I knew about it. I had never had it before. And so, I saw, oh, it was pretty cheap. It was like 50 bucks for a bottle, which is cheap here. Right. (laughs) And, I don't know, I just hacked away at it over over the course of the night. And I think I probably had like half the bottle. And yeah, it didn't go well from that, and I just ended up throwing up everywhere. And yeah, that was a fun night. <laughs> Were
0: you drinking it straight? Yeah. Oh, that's
1: your yeah. First I was drinking mistake. it from the bottle. I didn't know. I didn't know, and it was freaking jet fuel, man. Literally, I was tasting like the the. I had I had like hallucinations of uh, uh, moonshining. I yeah. felt like I was starting up the NASCAR, you know, <laughs> but. <laughs> So, no, it was gross.
0: So there in Australia you can buy alcohol at the age of eighteen. Uh when can you buy cigarettes?
1: Same age, eighteen. Same age. Okay. So Yeah, so it's both the same. That
0: doesn't change. Alright. And how old can you be how old do you have to be to buy
1: marijuana? Uh it's not legal, so however old you want to be. Oh, okay. Okay. As long as you got a plug. <laughs> okay. As long as you got a plug. Alright. <laughs> If you know a guy, then he'll they he are no, no age No age restrictions, huh? No, as long <laughs> as you got the money, he, he'll come to you.: <laughs> Cool.
0: Um, so' getting wrapped up here in my earphones. You've had quite a few friends come on your podcasts and stuff, and you've made friends there. Um, like I, I, I listened to the one that the guy that was uh, uh I think he did Brick Lane.
1: Oh, yeah, clear, yeah, mm-hmm. Michael, yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, of course, they have that that Aussie accent,
1: do you find it difficult to communicate with them uh sometimes, in the beginning, it was when I first got here, it was a whole different like freaking dialect almost to me, just to, like to my ear, and so in the beginning, it was pretty damn hard, but after a while, I just sort of overhearing it constantly and. Being the only thing that going through my ears, I've sort of just tuned my, uh, tuned my mind to 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 look out for it and listen to these slang words and know what they mean, and everything. But I think nowadays I can just easily conversate with somebody, and it's not much of a problem. Occasionally, someone will use a slang that I've never heard before, and I'll be just it just blows my mind. I am like, "Holy shit! What'd you say?" Yeah. <laughs> and then they repeat it, and it's like, "Whoa." Okay, that's a new one to add to the vocabulary.
0: Uh, so, do, do they have urban dictionary for Australia?
1: Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> I wish they did because I would have, I, I'd be on it all the time. You would have needed that, huh? Oh, man, if I had a freaking urban dictionary here, the Aussie dictionary, the freaking, uh, what would they call it? They'd call it like some something stupid, like the Bogan dictionary or something like that. Yeah? Because Bogans are like the, uh, the rednecks over here.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Do they have, do they have like, um, uh, trailer houses and stuff too.
1: Um, uh, yeah, they have them, but it's not very big. Oh, okay. Everyone's rich enough to have a house or rent rent a house. Oh, okay. Or they live off the state and they're able to afford something nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, somebody yeah. that
0: lives off the state is basically like being on welfare here in the U.S.
1: Per- yeah, pretty oh, much. Okay. But uh, welfare is way better here because <laughs> there's so many different things you can get. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You could literally live off everything. Like, they give you rent, rent and support, um, basically all kinds of stuff. Like, I don't even know what they have because I used to be on it, but it was more for like a student stuff. Yeah. So when I was a student, they would give me like 200 bucks every two weeks, basically. Oh, nice. And so just to sort of keep a little change in my pockets. Yeah. So how are the new wheels? Oh, the Passat? Yeah. Oh, man, it's great. So far, so good. (laughs) <laughs> I'm loving that one.
0: So you you got you a nice little Passat station wagon, huh?
1: Oh yeah, I got me a Passat wagon. It's a 3.2 liter V6. So you know I'm rolling around, trying to race everybody in their um, Aussie cars and they're holding Commodores and the Ford Falcons. What's what, what's know, what's
0: a popular car there around kids your age? What? How old are you? Twenty. I'm 22.
1: 22. 22. Yeah. Oh okay. So what what's what's a, what's a popular car for you guys? Um there's well definitely other domestic cars here. So here they have a brand called Holden and basically it's GM. Okay. And so uh their popular one is called the Commodore. So do you know the Pontiac G8? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Pontiac G8 and the Chevy SS. Uh-huh. Yeah, so those are the Holden Commodores. Okay. So they're four-door sedans with freaking big ass v8 engines
0: they're kind of sporty looking
1: yeah they have that sporty look and they have that sporty feel and everything and so those are the very popular ones and they also have ford falcons which they don't have those in the states anymore no. so um but they're basically the same thing where it's four-door sedan and you know, they have your big ass engines a ford Falcon. oh really yeah long know long time ago <laughs>
0: This was even before, I think, your dad was born. He, it was a work car for him. And you're talking about that thing was a beast because Damn. back then, you know, the, the material, the metal that they used for the cars was a lot tougher. I remember he got into a wreck one time, and he didn't even have a scratch. He, I mean, he got a scratch, no. but he didn't have a dent. And that's yeah. just the way it was. Those cars did not mangle they didn't have crumple zones or or anything like that. They didn't have <laughs> airbags. It was just a piece of steel out there and it was like yeah, it was a
1: beast. Yeah, the big old hunk of uh freaking metal. Yeah. Actually, I but, think uh, your,
0: I think your dad was uh, a I think he was born already. I think he was young. Uh he was he was little though. But yeah, it it was it was definitely uh, and I don't he bought it off of somebody i don't know who it was somebody in knew and it was it was his work car and it was like
1: it it made
0: some noise too it was a rumbling
1: <laughs> car yeah and so here in australia they like to um what you call they like to the utes so everyone has a ute which is a utility vehicle yeah and so it's like a baby truck almost so it's like a flatbed or they come in different sizes and shapes, but you know they don't have pickup trucks over here so we missed out on that so i can't be um over here no no nah. a subaru is is, is that in that australian vehicle Isn't that australian no, car subaru is um japanese is it yeah
0: oh i guess cuz cause cause they have a they have don't they have the what's it the outback subaru yeah outback? they got the
1: outback yeah. yeah but i think that one was just marketed towards like going out back, literally. <laughs> oh. So they're so they're all marketed for like going off road or sort of out in the tracks or trails or whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have a comedian friend of mine that he drives a Subaru and he got made fun of because he dates he likes Hispanic women and his girlfriend is, is Puerto Rican. And uh he he didn't realize this. He says apparently I'm a lesbian because uh, lesbians love Subarus.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, know I know about that. Yeah. It's like yeah. So apparently, apparently, the Subaru Outback is like the the official car of the L B G T or whatever. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because they um they did a commercial of like a same sex couple or something. and Then from there on, they just it just sort of became the official car. Everybody Basically. started buying
0: those. <laughs> Yeah, Basically, so, yeah. yeah, so he, he said, uh, "Apparently, I'm a lesbian." <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you're, uh, uh, you know, all inclusive. You're uh, gay friendly, and uh, so at least he didn't go out and buy a uh, Mazda Miata. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Which I, th- I think, it- I think. Mazda's trying to steer away from from it being just a, a a a gay car because they they're making it sportier and so Yeah, I've
1: seen that. Same yeah. with like, you know, it's funny because in Australia, apparently the Volkswagen Jetta is known as a hairdresser's car. And really? so it was funny that I used to own one. So I was like, "Oh, okay." I knew the Jetta as like, you know, it was like the hot girl from high school, whatever, used to drive the Jetta or whatever. You know, something like along those lines.
0: Here it was, um, it was the Volkswagen, uh, is it the Rabbit?
1: Oh, the Rabbit, yeah, the the hatchback? And
0: and it was the Rabbit, and I think the Rabbit was, it was convertible, drop top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was, that was uh, what usually the blondes used to drive. It was like, yeah, that was their car that and what else uh well they have the 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 rabbit and then i i guess the golf too kind of which was the what is that like a hatchback
1: yeah the golf's the hatchback it's it's the sportier one
0: yeah it's a little bit sportier and but they would drive those too but yeah that was the thing
1: yeah personally i'm a big vw guy yeah so you know, I like all that German stuff. I'm not a huge fan of BMW or Mercedes. I mean, I'll drive them if I get one, but right. I'm not gonna personally own one because they're just too much, too much maintenance. So, <laughs> it's too well, much. that's
0: that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, it, it's just crazy how expensive those things are to to maintain. Um, I've owned a couple, and it was like, ugh. I I went through that phase. I mean, I would I would definitely own another one again. But, you know, I don't, that's not something that I'm just going to go out and say, hey, I have to have one. So if, if if one came across my way and it was a really good deal, I wouldn't buy brand new unless I would just, like, hit the lottery or something. But if one came <laughs> across my my way and it was just a really, really good price, then, yeah, I would consider it But until then. Uh, they're nice to look at, but not going to have it. Yeah, I reckon. I think I'm I'm running low on battery here. We're gonna have Uh-oh. to do a part two. Well, we're at forty minutes, so it's not too too bad. Um, I expect it to do about an about that much time, forty five minutes to an hour. So, especially after this whole debacle here earlier, it's just amazing. Oh, it's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, but um, so what's next for you? How, what uh, what what plans do you have for your podcast? I mean, you've got. Ed, Oh, by the way, you got a really nice logo. I don't know if people have paid attention to that. but Oh, yeah. The, so The guy that
1: uh, designed your logo for you did a really nice job. Oh, yeah, man. He's a friend of mine from high school, and he's an amazing graphic designer. He's actually coming on the podcast, I think, next week. I'm recording with him. And so uh, we'll you'll hear a bit more about him when he comes on. But he's a really cool dude. We, we we like music, so we're going to talk a shitload about music and a bunch of other cool stuff. So you can check that one out when it comes out in a couple of weeks. Uh, but, you know, I came with the whole concept of Tejano Down Under. I was like, OK, how am I going to do this? What's the what could the logo be? And I came up with this idea of I wanted a kangaroo wearing a poncho with a cowboy hat. And I said, oh, this is perfect. You know, you get the Mexican with the, with the poncho and then you get the Texan with the cowboy hat and kangaroo because I'm in Australia. Right. And so just sort of pushing all those ideas together. I was like, all right, uh, there's no other person I would know than th- my friend, Nick, who, who does all the graphic designing. I said, oh, this is perfect for him. He can design something and I'll just let him do his thing. Yeah. And, and he so lo and behold, came design. out with the logo. Yeah. He definitely
0: oh, yeah. he definitely um got it right, you know, got it right as far as I think I think he he captured your idea on with that image.
1: Yeah, it was, was amazing impressed. when I first saw it. I was like, wow, was like this is yeah.
0: fucking good. And the thing about it is if you wanted to uh go into merchandise, it translates real well cuz it's such a good it's such a oh, good yeah. logo. And and the image and everything, it'll look good on shirts. It'll look good on caps, koozies, you know, (laughs) lighters.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, all right, maybe I could put this on a t-shirt and look. It'll sit nice, you know. Like it's not going to be like over the top. It's not going to be something that someone would be embarrassed to wear. It'll be something that someone's like proud to wear because it's like a cool design. It's got the, it's got my name on it. So you know, of course, who doesn't want to wear my name? Exactly. And. And yeah, it's just something that easily I could put on anything. I might make even freaking phone cases while I'm at it.
0: Ah, yeah, those those things are hot. Or the little those little things that that you stick on the back. What do you call those? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What do you call those things?
1: I don't know what they're called. <laughs> the phone titties. I don't know.
0: I want I want to say they're nipples. I want to say they're pop tops, but they're not <laughs> called pop. they're not pop tops. They're uh they're pop sockets. Pop That's top. what they are. Call pop sockets. Oh, pop sockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I I prefer to call them nipples, but I mean, you know, we each his own. But um. Yeah. Exactly. How how often how often do you run into somebody from the states? On on you know. How just, often? Not often.
1: Um. When I used to work in the downtown area, so in the city, I would run into more people from the U.S. But now that I'm working out in the suburbs, it's not as common, because. I don't know. A lot more people work in the city, and so I don't know. I haven't really run into many people from the states no. now that I'm working out in the suburbs again. No. So when you when you guys
0: go into the city or or wherever, um, and you just like walk in like at a store, or a restaurant, or whatever, do people just like automatically turn around because they know that you're not from there?
1: Sometimes, like in the city, it's a bit easier to get away with it because it's Melbourne is a really diverse city. Okay. And so there's people from all everywhere in the world, basically. And so, you know, people don't really sort of turn to too much attention. You know, everybody minds their business for the most part. However, you know, you get the occasional people that'll come and look at me, not because of how I'm talking, but they see my hair and they're like, oh, shit. (laughs) They want to touch it. Basically, oh, I hate that. I hate when people say, Oh, can I touch your hair? <laughs> I'm like, No. No. Not nowadays. But uh but no, it's not that bad.
0: Yeah. Well that's cool. Um do you think that uh um you've pretty much integrated yourself into the into the I guess the culture or the way of the Aussie?
1: Uh I don't know. I don't think so. Not yet, not entirely. But you know, I still, of course, maintain my uniqueness and how I I sort of hold myself together. Of course. And you know, pe- people can definitely tell I'm American, or or sort of not. They can tell I'm not from here. And but I can sort of get away with a couple things. So if if they ask me something about Australian culture, I'll know it for the most part. But like when they talk TV shows or like stuff that they would have um grown up with, uh that's 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 nothing for me. I can't I can't relate with them on that. Yeah. On that sort of stuff. But do but do you feel comfortable there? Yeah, for the most part. I yeah. I do. It's just uh the only hard thing is when I'm talking to clients and like it's older clients. Yeah. It's like the older Aussies, they're a bit more racist and uh <laughs> And they don't really, when you know, they see this, this, this brown guy and with a long curly hair, and they're like, oh, is he going to cut my hair? And I'll be like, yeah, man, come through. Some of them are really nice, but I can tell when some of them are just like uncomfortable when I'm cutting their hair. But for the most part, everyone's pretty cool, and they're they're intrigued that I'm from the U. S. and they ask me all kinds of questions, and they say, oh, you're from Texas, are you? And I'm like, yeah, but I ain't got the cowboy accent though. And no. they're like, yeah, I can tell
0: they ask you if you own a horse
1: or something well no people well it's funny because most of my clients they try to figure out where i'm from they they know that i'm from the u.s or some people think i'm from canada and i'm like nah man <laughs> but they never okay. picture texas they never picture texas because you know you look at me i don't look like i'm from texas and i definitely don't talk like i'm from texas with the you know the cowboy accent like um you know, with the hard draw and that right. Southern harsh accent. And so when I tell them I'm from Texas, everyone's so surprised. They're like, Texas, aren't you supposed to be uh, talking like a freaking cowboy? And I'm like, yeah, well, unfortunately, I, I grew up in the city and uh, I, I, I speak Spanish and I grew up speaking Spanish. And so I didn't catch on to the 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 yeet accent. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so from there, they're just like, "Oh, okay." And then they start asking me about like Mexican culture and everything. I'm like, "All right, here we go. This this I can talk about."
0: Yeah, I can tell you. I can talk to you for days about that
1: stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so right. it's pretty fun in that regards.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to cut it short because I'm down to ten percent on my phone. So. Oh shit. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pick it up. Uh, we're definitely I'm definitely gonna have you back because there's so much more that we can cover. Because um. Especially since you're doing a podcast, we can talk about other stuff, but other guests and things like that. So, um, but for sure, I wanted to have you on and, uh, because I mean, you've gotten, you've, you've met a lot of people, a lot of the same people that I have through Instagram and through some of the other podcasters got some really cool shows out there. Like, um, for instance, Chicanoish, that's a really good show. Oh Uh, yeah. I love those guys. I, I, I like to listen to them. Uh, I look forward to their episodes. I listen to Mega Man, uh, the Mega Man podcast. Uh, Ask the fellas. I don't know if you listen to Ask the Fellas.
1: I've Um, heard a few episodes. They're pretty cool. I like them. I like
0: to give them shit because they're Dodger fans and they're always saying, uh, fuck the (laughs) Astros. And so I always give them crap about about that. And so, of course, um, Chabo101, he's a good one. He's one of my buddies uh, from back in the day. And then... The thanks for the invite podcast with Fred Freddy Correa that that that's good um let's see what else is out there oh chicano shuffle i like i like them and uh, there's a whole lot of other ones i started listening i I listened to the first episode of social primate uh i started it yesterday and i finished it today it was his the latest episode which was episode 50 and uh man there was some intelligent conversations it's like i felt i have a dumb show
2: i have a dumb podcast
0: it's like oh so now i'm gonna have to talk about that i'm gonna have to make an episode of just just me talking about how i have a dumb show so i think that's 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 gonna be my next episode after this so but yeah i'm uh tell 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 the tell the family i say hello and uh i will definitely catch you later
1: of course this is the teaser This is just a teaser, you know? We're just getting. We didn't get too deep into nothing. Yeah. We're going to come back. We're going to come back. Appetizer. These are the jalapeno poppers right now.
0: The jalapeno poppers, yeah. All right. Later.
1: All right. See you later, then. Okay. Bye.